whether or not you've got eggs. Greetings, Earthlings, and welcome back to another episode of COP. We got a quadruple feature for you here, folks. Four movies. Some of them good, some of them not so good. <laughs> Which ones will they be? Uh, wait and find out. Matt, how are you doing? Um, I'm doing good. Yeah? Yeah, that's it. See any good movies lately, other than the ones that we've seen? Uh... Rewatch Boogie Nights, you know, that's a classic. Oh, man. Um, yeah, when I work out, when I'm at work and the 70s station is on, it's just Boogie Nights song, Boogie Nights song. The soundtrack for the movie is really good, and it's all just uh, top 100 hits, basically. Yeah, it's good stuff. I also saw Dazed and Confused uh, recently, speaking of top 100 hits. Just again, like at your place, or did you, was it in a theater or something? No, just at home. Oh, okay. No, it's pretty good, too. Yeah. You know, like, George Washington, man, like, he was going, like, fields of the stuff, man, if you know what I'm talking about. He would get home, and his wife would just already pack a bowl Have for a bowl him. waiting for him. She was a hip, hip, hip lady. <laughs> Maybe Mila Jovovich's best role. Yeah, she doesn't talk a whole lot, or, like, do anything. She just is there and plays the guitar or whatever. And, and smokes cannabis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's Confused. Uh, yeah, this there's a Confused movie. Yeah, it's pretty good. How many bags for it? Um, four to five. It's gone up. Yeah, it's a good. It, it's a good movie. Yeah. It's just you know what? It's like um, it just gets easier every time. What do you mean? I don't know. It's just I get older. It stays <laughs> the same age. All right. All right. All right. Uh, like you mean it like goes by faster or something? It's like it, it's like it's one of those movies that lends itself to the rewatch. It's mm. kind of a big Lebowski type where it's like yeah. the more you watch it, the more you like it. American Psycho falls into that category too, where like I feel like you just enjoy because there's iconic stuff in it and there's memorable lines and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. That's how I felt about uh, when we rewatched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood at my cabin. Yeah, I was just. Like, cause when I first saw the movie, I like I liked it, but now I I really like it, and like it might be my favorite. Well, it might be my favorite Tarantino movie. Bro, after- bro, have you seen Hateful <laughs> Eight though? That was good. I like that one. Not as much though. What's the worst Tarantino movie? Don't say Death Proof. It, well, it's Death Proof. It, that one. That one doesn't count. It's fake Tarantino because he was just helping a buddy out. Okay, so out of the real ones, uh, the real real Tarantino movies only. Mm, probably Jackie Brown. That one was kind of lost on me. Okay, yeah, that's fair. You know, there's no, like... Well, I would say Hateful Eight is worse than Jackie Brown. I don't. <laughs> it's too fucking long. Hateful Eight? It's a little too long. How many times have you seen it? Like, twice. Twice? When was the last time? Like, two years ago. I'm try it out again. <sighs> Maybe Tarantino makes a Star Trek movie. I'll try it out again. I want to live in that universe, but that's not the one that we live in, because you can't, you can't just go around and say, like, yeah, I might make one, like, well, do it or not, okay? <laughs> like, come on, don't jerk us around, <laughs> Quentin, okay? Like, that's too good of an here. offer. Hey, it's that guy. Dude, they got him from the first movie. Okay, 
added bag for yeah. added bag is that three now <laughs> for a cat for casting the same actors in the first movie as in the second movie okay we'll get to okay so the first movie let's just jump into it all okay, right let's start halloween 2018 we watched it what did you think of it uh it's okay yeah it's okay basically the plot of it is it's 40 years in the future or 40 50 yeah, 40, 40 40 yeah okay 40 years in the future um and Lori is a complete shut-in she's crazy she's the only one that knows that she's living in the horror movie everybody else are they're just npcs and she's like hey michael's coming back because okay. they weren't there on that faithful night in 1978 <laughs> yeah they're like these podcasters i see they're making a podcast but are they also psychology students or something they're like kind of like reporters okay yes they're like reporters they're doing a story on michael myers a guy who stabbed five people in the 70s yeah like my my uncle ray did that <laughs> like do you want to interview him too arthur lee allen did that allegedly <laughs> yeah. i know and he didn't even get convicted for it isn't that weird <laughs> Like, and, and they kind of are like, oh, yeah, why do they care? You know, they kind of make it meta, but it doesn't really answer the question. Why would anyone care about five stabbings, you know? Yeah. But, um, but Lori still cares. Obviously, the, I mean, then I could see that happening. If you actually lived through a horror movie, you'd be like, oh. She just has, like, PTSD, basically. Yeah. She's just, like, so paranoid because she was all fucked I always thought like it's like at the end of Scream I thought that at the end of Halloween it's like they don't really have a life after this kind of harrowing experience that's what I thought when I saw Scream 2 because it's just Sydney again and she's in college (laughs) and she's okay and she's like kind of iffy about it but she's like she's functional she's well maybe she's just really well adjusted i mean good for her and she gets like a prank call at the beginning of the movie where this guy's like do you want to play a game on the phone she's like yeah i have caller id okay (laughs) (laughs) so like she's not too shook enough about it i don't know but yeah it is more believable that she'd be in a laurie strobe type of situation yeah unless she went to therapy i guess who knows yeah but it's it's nice to see a horror movie dressed up, and you're right that the movie's kind of self aware. Kind of, they they do it at one point, and it really. Uh, this is going to be like full on spoilers, so if you don't want to hear this, I'm going to add <laughs> it's a three time years stamp. old. I'm going to add a timestamp. Jump to thirty two minutes and twenty six seconds. If you don't want Halloween twenty eighteen and Halloween kills spoiled for you, okay, have a little kiss, moi, and enjoy the show. Yes, thank you, Alien. If I forget to edit that, that's going to be really embarrassing. But I hopefully <laughs> I, I won't. Um... Look, we all know every Halloween movie ends the fucking same way. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. Well, okay. So, there's this new Loomis character. And when he came on screen, um, I said out loud, because it was just me, Matt, and Caitlin. We were watching the movie, and I said out loud, like, oh, hi, new Loomis. And then at one point, Laurie Strode is like, oh, so you're the new Loomis, huh? And I was like, okay, that was a bit much... Like, it's like, oh, at first that's like, you're, it's funny, but it's like, if you knew that, why did you do it? And why aren't you attempting anything original? Yeah, and like, you you know that what you're doing is shitty. And you know that this random guy, you, like, this non-famous actor is not gonna replace Pleasance in anybody's mind ever. No. I guess that's like, I don't, I don't know. The other thing, I guess, is that the movie is like a direct sequel, so it ignores the other ones. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's like... It's a sequel 
it's not a remake at all, but like the reboot. Yeah, it's a reboot, I mm-hmm. guess, and they want to start fresh. So I don't know, but that that element of it is weird, where it, it seemingly knows that it's like a stupid movie, but yes. it just s- still carries on. Well, they got the guy who directed Pineapple Express to to uh, direct this, <laughs> and he adds. I thought Hurricane Season was over. He he um adds humor in really inappropriate places like there's this little uh, black kid and he's getting babysat and he's just cracking wise and Michael's in his room and he's like oh hell no I'm out of here and he's like send Steve up they send Steve play up like the oh hell no kind of <laughs> should have had like a soundboard with a bruh bruh, bruh. <laughs> uh, re- really nigga <laughs> uh, that kid that kid was kind of funny but you're right that there is some Strange humor. Like, the first Halloween, there's, like, no jokes. It's a pretty... No. It's a pretty serious film. But, uh, you know. <laughs> the guy did Pineapple Express, that's why it looks so good. Yeah, and the movie looks like... It looks like a TV show now. Like a, like a well-produced TV show. Um, like Fargo or something. It's on that level. It's yeah. nothing better than that. Um, looks <clears throat> bad. And then there was another plot point, which was just so so weak it was hanging on by a thread um lori has this home that's like a fortress basically it's like has everything but a moat if her ha- house had a moat it would be complete it would be a uh, isolation the iso cube yeah. um and matt says how is michael myers gonna get to lori like how are they gonna justify that and then they use new loomis to basically basically say i'm gonna take you back to laurie's house because he's upset he's obsessed with uh, that one night uh and he's he's like michael myers is like little henchman he's like ah, michael i'll free you <laughs> and then and then he just takes him to to laurie's house and then michael kills him and it's just uh, like they had this this hurdle and <laughs> they just bulldoze right through it Right, here's the other problem. The movie's not fucking scary. No. Well, at two parts, I think. Look, it's like... Michael Myers, like... <sighs> okay, like, there's this problem with all the horror reboots. It's like, the characters are so iconic. How do you make them scary again? Yeah. Right? Like, um, with Freddy, well, they kind of failed. Yeah. Um, with Jason, well, they kind of failed. Maybe you just shouldn't do it. <laughs> but in this, they... Michael or like situations aren't particularly scary and I think they make up for that by having Michael do huge kills explosive yes. kills yes where it's like a brutality in a Mortal Kombat game <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, like I guess because the first one didn't have explicit gore no it has no it has almost no gore yeah. in the whole movie and then this one it's like well, Michael, he's he's not fucking around here. And this time, he's exploding heads. He's God. He's ripping people up. Yeah. He's he's totally loco in like a more like outwardly violent way than he is in the original movie. Mm-hmm. Where like I guess he's a little bit more methodical and like I don't know, a little quieter about it. Yeah, like in the movie, he was breathing very loud. They kind of still have that when they need to, but like. In Halloween, the 78 one, he's, like, grunting and breathing. (gasps) Yeah. And this, he's so quiet. They add this, like, I don't know if it's an effect or just how the the actor who plays the shape is moving, but he moves so smoothly 
it looks like CGI or something. Did you get that? I, I don't know if it is CGI, but I get what you mean. I guess it's the actor really trying to sell, like, the kind of inhuman aspect of Michael Myers, where, like, he doesn't just walk around like a guy or run. Like, he just slinks about and, like, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was CGI. It, if it was acting, like, it's pretty good stuff, but it is, like... It once again is distinctive because like I don't remember Michael being like that. He really no. just in the first one was just like walking around. He was just a guy. He just he, he looks at Laurie, like uh, he looks like uh, beside the bush, mm-hmm. and then Laurie's like, and then he's gone. Like he just does kind of things like that. Whereas this one, he's like a presence, and I guess once again that kind of is part of you know. Michael Myers as like an, a horror icon rather than a character now. Yeah, and that's the thing. They use so much iconography where it's just like uh, Michael's mask has this like evil spirit on it now. That, that scene where that they... scene is goofy. Yeah, where they bring it in the beginning of the movie. The reporters bring Michael's mask. He's just sitting out on the yard with his hands chained with the other crazies. Mm-hmm. And they bring the mask out and they all go... <laughs> and it's like, but do those guys even know about... Like, would those guys even have ever seen his mask before? No, it's just like, this mask has, like, evil aura so on it. so evil, yeah. Yeah, that it's, like, making them act up. Like, okay. Um, you know... Um, look, Jamie Lee Curtis is pretty decent at this, okay? Um, everybody else sucks ass and the people they cast as the legacy strokes yeah the worst look i don't mind judy greer like i've seen her a bunch of stuff but she always just plays exasperated housewife mm-hmm. and um she just doesn't have it here and then there's this uh, the new lori there's the new lori and no charisma to be found yeah she has no charisma in the first movie and then in the second movie she's just over the top edgy she's like evil dies tonight uh how many bags for uh, halloween 2018 because we got to move on i know i know um you go first like it's good i think i forgot i think it gets actually scary at a couple po- uh, parts and i have to say the soundtrack is killer i don't know if you yeah, agree the music's but... good and it's a pretty good like mix of the older style and more contemporary mm-hmm. music. yeah yeah you're right i really like it it was good and uh yeah, there was some good... I mean, all the gore was well executed, and uh, and there was two scary parts, like, where he's uh, ch- chasing that kid around in the yard, and then, uh, not the kid, but the teenager. Yeah. The I don't know, the fat one. The fat one, who's <laughs> like, oh, don't cry, you're so sexy, ah uh, ha That scene was so hard to watch when he just, like... That was cringe. ...falls into her for a kiss. Yeah. She's like, like uh... Uh oh, that's going to the Grinch compilation for sure. That when he kills that guy, and then the final fight with uh, Michael and the three final girls, final ladies, uh, but the final esteemed women. <laughs> yes, but yeah, uh, I think like six bags is for. Yeah, like you know what? This is like one of the better horror <laughs> remakes or reboots of its kind of like the classic franchises. Yeah, which is unfortunate. Um, it's alright, honestly. It's three out of five. It's pretty watchable. I'd watch it again if somebody asked me to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was Halloween. Those are the only conditions. Okay. Halloween kills, however. Uh, So that one's even better. Um, because Michael is back. (laughs) 
And this time, he's not fucking about. Well, they end the first movie by saying, or by making the audience think, like, oh, Michael's dead. And the ending sucks also. I forgot to mention it in 2018. Because <laughs> this is what happens. They're like, they trap Michael in the basement, then they set the house on fire. They're like, you can't escape this one, Michael. Yeah. And then, like, fade out. And then... Okay. It's not well, satisfying they, I, on but, any level. But then they, like, cut to some other stuff, and then they cut back to the fire, and then, like, where he was on the stairs, he's gone. Yeah, and it's like... Okay. Well, I don't know. It really didn't do it for me. Yeah. Apparently, this was supposed to be the first part of a two-parter, but they only... But they released the first one because they wanted to see how well it would do, and it did really well. So yeah. then Halloween Kills... Because Halloween Kills is set on the same night. Yes. It's like takes place minutes after Halloween. And guess what? Michael survived. And he's back and he's better than ever. And, um... Yeah, this Halloween Kills movie... Hey, you already know. Yeah, it was really... This one was really bad. And I went into it thinking... I was like, this is gonna be good. I went into it with high expectations. We made predictions on the way. Um, I was thinking, like... Oh, I just wanted to see a good movie, you know, a good horror movie, or a confident one. This one is so bad, so bad. Like, I think the director fucked up on almost every level and every decision that he made in this movie, because, holy crap. Okay, where do I begin? Um, They get actors, they do the Star Wars meta, where they're like, we're going to take characters that you've never, like, most people don't care about, but the fans care about, we're going to bring them back for episode nine. Like, when they're in the big... Oh, everyone's in their uh, X-Wings, and then you get some guys that were in the squadron that blew up the original Death Star, and you're like, and you're hey, like, oh, it's Yenyab, or yeah, one, of his, yeah. one of those guys. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, but, like, they're characters that... I mean, they have no character. They're just people you know, and you're like, yeah. They do that in this movie, too. Um, but it doesn't really work out well, because then they actually give them lines, and they give them dialogue, and they try to give them some character. In Star Wars, they're just like, hey, here's a guy you know. He did a thing like he blew up a TIE fighter in a really crucial situation or something. It's like for the Wikipedia like, yes. editors. Like, yeah. It's like for the super fans. But like this one, it's like, hey, remember Tommy? Um, here he is as an adult. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, Tommy wasn't much of a character in the first movie because he was just... He, all he did was watch the thing and read a comic book. Yeah, they're just characters that they're. It's cool that they got them, but then now they have to give them actual characters, and the actors who play these characters have not grown up, and they're not that good at acting anymore. Um, like that one girl that was babysat by Lori that night, or no, the girl was babysat by the other girl who got killed, yeah. and then she went to Lori's. Um, that girl, all I know that she that she's been in is the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And it shows because her acting in this movie sucks. Like the the lady with the black hair, um, and then they have this main guy who is just abs- like he's not even entertainingly crazy. He's just like, we're gonna kill Michael. We're gonna kill Tommy? Michael. Yeah, we're gonna kill Michael. Yeah, he's just like we're getting that son of a bitch tonight. And he's like the head of the neighborhood watch. So bad. The camera, the framing in this movie is so bad. There's one, that scene with Tommy talking. There's one scene where you see a quarter of his face on screen. Yeah, there's some questionable <laughs> uh, camera work choices in this. And, like, snap zooms all the time. And, like, there's a couple shots where I have to, like, 
lean back so I could see what was happening. Yeah. It's just so, this movie looks like it wasn't made with the theater in mind. Like it looks a like TV a TV movie. Yeah, but that's why on Netflix it's rated TVMA. It must be. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess so because it it doesn't it doesn't look good on the big screen. They they yeah. do bad camera choices. Not terribly cinematic, honestly. <laughs> the movie's super melodramatic. It's... Lori's laid up for most of the movie does yes. nothing, so we have to ride with guess what? Her uncharismatic daughter and granddaughter. Mm-hmm. Yay. <laughs> and her and her granddaughter's boyfriend and his dad. <laughs> and then all of a sudden everyone cares about Michael Myers. The whole city is involved in this. Like and then they, yeah. People like, won't even wear a mask. You're expecting people to go out and kill people, uh, kill someone for stabbing five people. Yeah, they're not coming together. They tried to. I think they're trying to do some kind of message they where are. they're like, "Look at how hate mongering can happen so easily, and look at a mob mentality." And there's the scene that you're supposed to <laughs> feel sad about, where the guy in the first movie who we just saw, yep. Who was jumping and whooping and whooping <laughs> about when Michael's mask came out. He's in this because he's he escaped on the bus too. Yep. And they're like, yeah, that's Michael. <laughs> when he's four foot two. He, when he's four foot two, he's 200 pounds. And he's just walking around in a daze. And they're like, yeah, he's Michael. <laughs> and then they all... All of them are so bloodthirsty. They're <laughs> foaming at the mouth trying to rip this guy. They want to eat his eyes. And then, like, oh, my God. Then Lori's daughter is like, I'm going to help you. And she, like, tries to help him. Then he just kills himself, jumps out the window. Uh, this show was ridiculous. During that scene, I was like, where the fuck is Michael? Like, Michael, I need you bad. <laughs> I need you bad, bro. Oh, that, I was actually crying laughing at that scene in the movie. And then he, like, splats on the ground like a jar of jelly or something. Yeah, and the show is blown out head, and it's kind of, like, comedic because, like, the scene is so silly. What <laughs> the fuck up here? Oh, it's so bad. Uh, there was... What was the other part that made me laugh really hard? I can't remember, but here's a part that sucked. Is that Michael in this movie is now God. He's Batman. He's like Batman. Yeah, he's he's Batman. In the first, and what it does is it basically, um, it kind of ruins the first movie. Yes, because then you're thinking, well, how could Laurie even fight this guy off if he can just do this? And there's no possible way. There's no way. Like in the first movie, and so it's like, which one is canon? Because both of these can't be canon, guys. Yeah. If this is canon, then the first movie can't happen. It. Um, and, like, yeah, in the first movie, she stabs him with the coat hanger, and that, like, that gets him down for a bit. In this movie, he's taking, like, five bats <laughs> to the head, he's getting stabbed. Okay, like, I get that, like, it's the thing where it's like, I guess Michael's not that scared, so we have to have him do epic shit. But then, like, he comes out of the house, there's 15 firefighters with... Axes. With axes and, like, power saws. Yeah. And, yep, he kills them all. And he's doing, like, he's he's clicking triangle in Batman Arkham. <laughs> and he's doing counter, counter. He's hitting this guy, and he's going like this. And, and I'm like, what? Like, isn't he supposed to be 40 years older now? Like, he's he has to be, a receding hairline. Michael Myers in this movie is supposed to be 61 years old. Yeah. Well, he's the shape man. They're, they're kind of stretching it. Because <laughs> in the first movie, for me anyways, I always thought, like, I mean, he could be a guy. 
Yeah, like, when you see him, like, when he disappears at the end of the movie, it's like, it's not like he went to the front door to go back to kill them. It was like... Yes, he yeah, ran away. It's like he went off for a bit. Where? That's, you know, whatever you want to say about Michael, but this one, no, it's just like, what? whatever they throw at him, he, he's taking it. Yeah, if they shot him in this one, he would just, like, kind of flinch and keep going like he was the Terminator from the they, second movie. They do that in this movie, because then at the end of the movie... Guess what? The neighborhood watch rolls up on Michael, and then they shoot him like four times. They shoot him. They shoot him, and it, and you see the bullets come out his back. They do. They do in that I scene. I don't remember. I they, just remember like the baseball bats and stuff they like that. Sh- they shoot him, what? and then they there's like fifteen of them hitting him with two by fours. Yeah. And then Karen is like, then there's like a kind of meta moment where they're like, Karen, get out of here. We got this. And she's like, I don't trust like that. So then she stabs Michael in the neck. Yeah. And, you know, because of plot armor, they never show his brains getting blown up because like, how do you hand wave that away? Yeah. And it's like too explicit. But then he gets up and he Batmans the 15 guys. And, and, and those fight scenes are cheesy because all the, he just fights them one-on-one like you're playing <laughs> yeah. Wii Sports Resort. No, seriously, like, it's like one of them isn't like grabbing Michael by the neck and then yeah. he can't do anything <laughs> anymore. Like, like, they're not all just hitting him in the back while he's attacking this guy. They're all just like... Waiting like a suspension of disbelief. It's too much. Yeah. Like what's nice about the original Halloween is that like Michael doesn't get confronted by m- more than like two people. Yeah, and and m- more than two people where one of them isn't a fucking kid. Yes. So it's like he's like a he's like a creature. He's the boogeyman. And yes. this one he's not the boogeyman. No, he's Superman. He's Superman. It's too much. Like fuck. I don't know. I mean, some of the kills are cool. And, you know, creative, and as you mentioned, frame nice, like that eye gouge kill. The eye gouge kill is, like, the best part of the movie. Like, I got excited. I was like, oh my god. Those are the best characters in the movie. There's just this gay couple, uh, yeah. Big John and Little John. Yeah. And they are dumb enough to move into Michael Myers' house. And they have, like, a little adventure before they get brutally murdered. But they're uh, they're kind of funny. That was the... I saw some of the Pineapple Express there. Yeah. They're smoking dope, too, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and they build up the characters nicely. They give them a little bit of character. I, I like them as well. And then there's, like, kind of a good joke when Michael eventually comes back to reclaim his house. Um, Big John grabs this little tiny cheese cutting knife yeah. and then little John grabs like the huge uh, yeah. kitchen knife that was funny um, but yeah and also uh, Mike, going back to Michael being so strong like he's so strong it makes the beginning of the mo- of the same movie improbable because um, they show like in 1978 when he gets arrested and it's just like a couple of cops with guns like why didn't he go god mode on them like too many guns I can't handle that heat. No, he can't. Get, he can't. If he gets shot in the head, it's over. Okay, he's human. That's the rule. And the the other bad thing about these movies is that they retcon the end of Halloween because you see him escape and you're like the end question mark. That's a great ending. And yes. then No, actually, five minutes later, the cops he just surrender. He kills one cop and then he surrenders because he's had his fill. I guess. Yeah. Is that is that a very exciting like? conclusion to that movie it's, it's, it's really not like why did they have it so michael was in prison instead of just michael comes back and like michael yeah disappeared like he went to the woods for a bit or something and now he's back yeah and then like then you could be saying oh is that even the, was that the michael myers or something you could have something there but it's, 
what were they thinking? Yeah, yeah, this one's really bad. It's super melodramatic. Most of the actors that they, most of the new characters or returning characters that they bring in for this movie, uh, are not good. It's framed poorly. The soundtrack's good for it. A couple of the kills are good, but um, it's overall just not scary. It's not scary seeing some unstoppable force walk up to a black woman as she stands there and he just stabs her. <laughs> And then we see him put, like, 25 knives into an already dead guy, and it's like, this guy is not fucking around. This I guess is now, shit. now he's supposed to be, like, it feels like he's trying to make art or something, which I guess he did in the first one. And they say in the movie, they're like, ah, this this is the funniest shit ever. They're like, they, they try to make Michael, like, a joker. Yeah. They're like, this is Michael's masterpiece. We turned on ourselves. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, what the fuck? Michael doesn't ha- Michael doesn't think that complexly in my imagination, okay? He really is a simple guy. He just walks around and he kills. And he kills people. He's not like... <laughs> he's not the fucking Joker. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that one... Like, I don't know if that line was supposed to be literal. Or not like literal, just... but it, it was like, ah, Michael has like intent. Michael is trying to yeah. say something. No, he isn't. <laughs> he just likes to kill people. It's just his thing. Because in the first movie, he does like that. Here lies the body of Judith. Yeah, Meyer, he he, pl- he plays around yeah. and like he he knows how to be a horror character and to scare. Mm-hmm. So like he relishes it. But like here, he's doing it like every kill. Yeah, he puts like the ki- uh, the the couple of kids and the woman like on the what do you even call that merry go round or yeah, and covers them in candy and stuff. Uh, and he probably kills, like, I want to see the count. Can you look up if there's an actual kill count? Yeah, it's probably in the 30s or... For Halloween kills? Yeah. It's so many people. And they say, like, the first night it was five people, right? In the first movie. Mm-hmm. And then, like, they don't even have the awareness to tone it down. All of his kills ranked. <laughs> That's weird. This is... this. What? Oh, this is all the movies? I, oh, no. Okay, well, it says Compound Inferno, so then that's, like, ten guys there. So it's not the number of kills. Yeah. Um, oh, has the highest count. body count. Oh, wait, where was it? That one, too. But this one? The under, underneath, I think it had a body count for every movie. Oh, shit, okay. Oh, they didn't uh, add it yet. Maybe when it's out in Blu-ray, so how, they can... Uh, how many for 2018? 16. Okay, so he kills three times as many people. And then later that night, go back, go to the Screen Rant article. This one? Yeah. So he kills 16 people to start the <laughs> night off. Okay, can yeah. you just show us the number? Wait, um... Was this... Uh, wait, scroll up, scroll up, scroll up. It's gotta be here. Um... And Halloween kills sees Michael murder 27 people. Hey, he kills, like, 27 people. So, like, over the course of this night, he killed 43 people. Like, wow, he really up... must have been working out. He got that prison bot, I guess. That's what's unbelievable, too, is that he's somehow stronger <laughs> 40 years later. He's been feeding on their insanity. He's <laughs> Michael, he's evil. Yeah, they're stretching a tooth in now where it's just, like... What is he then? Is he the son of Satan or I like know. what's just, just, dude? Like watch him kill a, a couple of guys. It's cool. It's not grabbing me anymore. <laughs> it was much cooler in the first movie where it could be possible that this is just a person. But yeah, this sucks. That's two bags. Um, I'm gonna give. You're giving me two bags of popcorn. Yeah, out of ten. Out of 10? Yeah. 
Okay, I'm going to give it two bags out of five because I like Michael with the... He's good with the burnt look. It kind of works for him when he's got a little bit of a charred mask. Yeah. That was a nice shot. That was a nice shot, yeah. yeah the first movie... I mean, the, the 2016 one, uh, I appreciated it more after seeing Halloween Kills. Yeah, like, I don't know why they pitched it as a two-parter. Like, just throw that second half away. Yeah. And then I, there's a third movie, but, like... I don't see people having excitement for it after how bad this movie was. <laughs> it's Halloween Ends, man. That's gonna be the last Halloween movie ever. Did you know that? I doubt it. Well, you can't make a movie called Halloween Ends and then have another one, Lucas. It doesn't make sense. Well, they did that in the Friday the 13th Part 5, the final chapter... Just ignore that, please. Don't worry about it right now. Okay. All right, new movie time. All right, let's talk about some other movies that are in these ones. Suspiria. Dario Argento uh, directs this one. It's a 1970s movie. It's like, I don't know, surrealist horror. Um, it's pretty good. I watched it the wrong way before. I watched the Suspirious Curse for me. I watched this one and the 2018 one wrong when I watched it for the first time. 2018 one, I watched it with no subtitles. And all the German parts, I was just like, hmm, I don't know, I guess this... Because in some movies, they do that where it's like, you're not supposed yeah. to understand. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're like a foreigner too with yes. the main character. But then, like, um, I started watching and I was like, oh, they're too long. Yeah, they're, the they're scenes talking, are minutes German, long. They're talking German too long. Unless this is like a bilingual-only film, which, okay, <laughs> fine, you know, whatever. But yeah, uh, you gotta you gotta know what they're saying, because it's kind of important. Yeah, and in the 1970s one, when I watched it for the first time, I'm pretty sure I watched it in, in Italian. Yeah. With, with subtitles, but this movie was not released originally in Italian. It's an Italian movie, but it was released uh, with English dubbed over. Because uh-huh. we talked about that before, how... Like, a lot of uh, Italian movies, they would just cut all the audio because they had to pull actors from... From, like, a million different Germany, places. Europe, Italy. So they all had different accents. So they had to dub them over with English or American accents. And that's what they did for this movie, too. And this one, the dub on it is actually pretty good. Um, it's yeah, bad in spots, but, like, Jessica Harper especially, it's, like... She, yeah. It's dubbed, but she sounds good. Yeah, like, I mean, it's an Italian picture, so we all know how their dubbing is, Yeah, uh, which is, you know, it is the way it is. And it is I, a fault. You, can, I, I don't think you can just... Hand wave it away. Yeah. It's, well, it's just like a production quirk of those movies, because like you said, they were just like, all right, we got to get a guy from Bosnia and America and England, mm-hmm. and they all got to work together, so... Unless they will you know want to unless they want to rewrite characters to fit each actor then they gotta just dub it otherwise yeah it's too much yeah too much of a melting pot man yeah but i still like it's still a technical fault it is yeah Yeah. i remember in i think in phenomena was much worse oh yeah that one was like like that uh, was a detriment to the enjoyment of the film whereas this one it's like yeah it's fine i'm sure if you watch his subtitles like italian that's also fine yeah, um, I think it was also a detriment in Fistful of Dollars. I don't know about you. Yeah, it, it is. But you know what? The spaghetti western. Uh, it just works. There's something about <laughs> it. It's like I mean, it's cheesy. It's a fucking western. <laughs> True. Um, but yeah, the the plot of the movie is pretty simple in this one. It gets more complex in the 2018 one, which I like. But in this one, and if you want, uh, we can just like 
cross compare, whatever. Um, but yeah, the plot of it is very simple. There's Jessica Harper, uh, which we saw in Phantom of the Paradise, and she is going to Germany to a dance academy. And they're like, you can board here. And then weird things kind of happen around her. And then she becomes a protagonist in the last 20 minutes of the movie. Other than that, she's kind of just a sidekick, just a bystander for the rest of the movie. Um, And things are just happening around her. And we, the audience, know what's happening, but she doesn't really. Which is a weird kind of juxtaposition. Um, But the movie is very, very stylized. And I like that a whole lot. Um, and I think some people might watch that and hate the style, so then they will hate the movie. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why this movie is kind of, I find it a bit polarizing. But I really like the style of this movie on MLW. Yeah, it looks great. Uh, there's uh, there's obviously the use of color, which is the big thing mm-hmm. in this, and it's all vibrant and all pops. It, it really lends itself nicely to that kind of fantastical, surrealist um kind of feeling you want of the movie mm-hmm. in that way it kind of reminded me of a house or house suit, yeah same where it's like sort of like a a more colorful horror film where it's like this uh, there's just these sort of dreamlike things happening all around mm-hmm. and it's like still quite scary and i actually think this is a well done horror yeah genuinely like and i think this is pretty scary actually relatively well then the atmosphere that they build with goblin soundtrack is really good too the sound in this is not just the movie looks good. the sound is great mm-hmm. the, the goblin stuff is great i yeah. saw goblin and i said hey i know that guy he's uh he did dawn, dawn of, of the dead. dead yeah and he didn't disappoint this the soundtrack is great not only is the soundtrack great is great the sound design in this in general is just great mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, like, they'll be walking through the halls and then there's just whispers or or Witch. little whooshing. Yeah, that it just appear from nowhere. There's so many different sequences in this in which they use a different style where they just have no audio whatsoever. Or, mm-hmm. or they'll go from a noisy scene to a quieter one. And it's all done very carefully. The sound in this is great. Mm-hmm. Like, just overall, it, it looks great and it sounds great. So that's a pretty good start for the movie. Oh, yeah. And the sets that they build, like, this hotel that they're in at the beginning of the movie where it looks like a Wes Anderson movie or something. Um, Like, it's so so whimsical. Like, it can't be real. It has to be a dream or something. Even the school, like, the school, the the dance school is this big, like, pink building with a bunch of designs on it and stuff. And inside, it's, like, fire lit and stuff. It, it, the only like normal looking place is when Susie leaves uh, leaves uh, the studio and goes to see her like psychiatrist friend or whatever, and it's like, oh my god, civilization! It's like an <laughs> eye wash, and then you go back to the studio. You're getting blue, green, red lights over every scene, dramatic angles. Yeah, it's it's very fantastical. It's it, the, and the movie is like playful in, in terms of cinematography. Like they like to play with the reflections, and that's kind of a theme of this film. And the other one um, is the reflection. Um, they play with shadows a lot, and mm-hmm. the, one of the things I really like is that whatever creature they have in this film, the hairy armed guy. Yes, yeah. uh, they did that very well as the sort of the witch's enforcer when we needed some kind of brute scares. Mm-hmm. Um, the first scene where we see Pat and her roommate getting killed, pretty damn good. Oh, dude, especially when he, um, 
we see him stabbing that first girl, and then you just see like her open heart, and he's just stabbing, and he's her, stabbing heart her heart directly. Like, and I was like, "Whoa, what the hell!" And I was like, "Oh, this is." This, and that was in the first like ten minutes, and I was yeah. like, "Oh, this is serious now." Oh, we're not fucking around. And he throws her through like this psychedelic window, and then she like gets hung by a noose, and those ice shards kill her friend. It's like, what the fuck? And you see that character later, but to just the great shot is just it's just this black creature with these two green eyes. Yeah. And a lot of the good stuff in this movie is just the stuff that you don't see. Mm-hmm. This is one of those films where you're really dreading to find out what's going on because around every corner you just the way the atmosphere is done and the way everything's shot. You know, when a character behind, uh, when a character's in like a tomb and then they wrap their fingers around the door. Yeah. There's so much good stuff like that. One of the things with this movie is that I almost wish like that it showed you a little bit less. And it's not because the effects in this aren't good, which they are, relatively, I would say. They're all good, I think, except for uh, the dog scene. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, the dog scene's a little uh, silly. Uh, Shout out to my boy, Daniel. Yeah. Uh, I miss you, buddy. Um, (laughs) Daniel's a funny character uh, that they kind of have, and then he's just not in the sequel, by the Mm. way. Uh, Yeah, that scene with the dog was a little... I guess they, they, they can't have a real dog chomp on this guy's neck even for playtime. But all the, I think all they have to do is just have a real dog, put something tasty on him, and then just seeing like a real dog move like licking, then you can add like sound effects of him screaming and chomping noises. Or instead of real guy, fake dog, fake guy, real dog. And just see his chest or something. Yeah. Yeah, don't see the face. Yeah, that scene is a little bit silly when he goes to the park. Daniel's just this blind piano player. Um, for, like, no reason, um, they... This lady... Susie? Uh, no. Olga? Olga. Yeah. And her son? Yeah, we or, don't know. Or the headmistress's nephew? Um, we just see the scene where Daniel's dog's waiting outside, and then they come, and then the headmistress comes, and or Tanner comes, and she's like, your dog bit uh, a kid. Uh, if you... If I see him again around here, I'm going to kill him. Yeah. And I'm like, but what did the, what did Daniel do? Or were those witches just like, ha, 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 they were fucking with the dog? Or I don't I don't know, because if you have, like, your, your sound up, it's very quiet. It You see, like, them walking up to the dog, and then it cuts to a shot of the hallway. Yeah. And then in the background, you can just hear, like, the dog barking and stuff. So what I'm suspecting is that they riled the dog up somehow like on purpose yeah and then he got it to bite them and then they were no like they riled it up like their evil aura or something oh like the dog was biting them because he sensed evil. oh i see but then at the end i guess the witches control his His dog dog, and then they fly by when he's in like the town square and then his dog just eats his neck yeah and you're like, oh, the dog is like, looks weird for a second in a trance when the witches pass by. And then, see, that's a great scene as well because, you know, they could just show, like, they could even be tempted to show the bristles of the broomstick or something like that. But they just show shadows passing mm-hmm. by in the moonlight. And that, that's one of the things that's really great about this movie. Yeah, and I really like that scene because they build it up for a long time and. I, I don't know if that was a set or a real place that they went to. It it's got to be a real place because it was really large. 
But it was so... Like, there's just a place where they have this huge open area and that's just two, how you, like, monuments. That's just how Europe looks, man. <laughs> I, it's so weird. It looks like he's in a dream or something. Yeah. Like, it, he's in this huge, flat um, area, and then there's just, like, two, like, Abraham Lincoln monuments right yeah, beside like, each other. Yeah. Um, and then he's in this big courtyard, and they're building up the atmosphere, like, that he's going to get killed, and you're just waiting to see, like, what sort of monster comes out to kill him, but then, no, just a dog kills him. I think that was kind of pretty interesting. Yeah. Like, it, that's a good subversion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Performance-wise in this movie, um, Jessica Harper it is. Yeah. Um, she's pretty decent. Yeah, she's decent. You know what? Um, you know, she is kind of what you expect as the doe-eyed type of protagonist, final girl sort of deal. But she sells it well, and she's not Jennifer Connelly, so that's a huge bonus. <laughs> so the main girl from uh, Phenomena yeah who <laughs> was not good and I don't know why they cast <laughs> Jennifer Connelly and things when she was young uh, Jessica Harper does this a little bit better she has just this innocent look about her she looks very young um, she actually doesn't do much in that movie as you mentioned yeah. she's sort of like the psychic until the end yeah. and she's got to step up to bat but we follow her I guess because she's the foreigner in a strange land I like the the school as a place and as like a set. They they um, they show the audience that there's more to it than meets the eye. There's like secret rooms and chambers, and we get that with their friend. Was it uh, Sarah? Yeah. Um, Sarah is like something's going on here, and she goes and she hears footsteps in different rooms at night, and she tracks the footsteps from their origin and. Uh, finds out how to get through the the secret rooms she does so and then like she gets chased around and uh there's the the like the building just it has rooms that wouldn't make sense and it just adds to that dreamlike thing where she goes into a room just full of barbed wire and then yeah. she's just getting cut up in the ground it's just like okay they have a barbed wire room what the hell is <laughs> what i you you don't have a barbed wire room, bro? Where Not in this house. Well, where do you keep your barbed wire? J- uh, just at Home Depot, and I just go and buy it whenever I need it, you know? Well, well you're going to be caught with your pants down one day, <laughs> let me tell you. I, I like that. I always like in horror movies, like in this, or Rosemary's Baby, or Society, I like this premise of someone just being gaslit into staying in one place. Yes. Because um, in the beginning, they're like, your room's not ready. You got to board with this chick. Uh, and then she does. And then they're like, your room's ready. And she's like, mm, I'm going to stay there because they became friends. Yeah. And then she gets sick conveniently. Yeah. And they're like, you got to stay here. And we've already unpacked her bags. And, and uh, Olga paid you her fee. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, and she's like, oh, okay. That's kind of weird. That was the first sus thing that happens, I guess, besides yeah. the fainting. Uh, the movie is pretty good in terms of the build-up. Like, you know that they're witches, like, I think halfway through or something like that. Or they allude to it. But they're good at unfolding the horror because it starts out relatively straight with some strange things happening. You know, Patricia runs off and disappears and blah, blah, blah. And we see those gory kills. But then yep. from there, it's just kind of an escalation until you get to the ending. Um, and the ending is pretty good. I liked... I like the ending... Um, because it's pretty straightforward. There's some good scares. 
and uh, it's kind of happy you know sometimes i like to be happy at the end of the whole movie you know i like the hen at uh, the ending though i like the ending i like the ending, <laughs> I like the ending too um that you get a happy ending one thing i don't like though i mean i i still i should okay i liked it i didn't love it why i didn't love it is because I, i'm not a fan of uh here's the final boss you killed it okay the end and it, it's all tidy <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Because she really does final boss it. And it's kind of funny because they set it up. They're like, the coven of witches is like a snake. Uh, yeah. And the leader is like the head. And if you kill the head, then the body dies. Yeah. Which is very convenient because then you only have to fight one witch. Yes. Um, so she finds out through the psychiatrist of uh, Patricia. Which was weird that she just knew the psychiatrist and contacted him don't worry about it don't worry about it and she could leave to see him so why doesn't she just leave in general well, she's gotta find out what's going on right she's gotta mystery ink this um she confers with him and then he's like yeah they're witches um be careful <laughs> and he gives her the rundown and then, yeah, he's got a key. You can just kill the head witch. And you find out also, he tells her that um, Helena Marcos was this 18th century witch who founded the school. And then she died in a fire. But she's not actually dead. She's the big boss. Yep. And then the ending, she finds, she goes into the chamber. She sees the witches all going like, we got to kill the American girl. That American bitch. She... <laughs> She's getting a little too curious for our liking. Yeah. And then she goes into another room, and it's and it's Marcos, and her body's all old and decrepit yeah. and disgusting. And then, um, oh, she also sees um, Sarah. Yeah. Um, and then she brings Sarah back to life. Then she brings Sarah back to life. She's like, hell is behind this door. You will know only death. <laughs> And then Sarah comes on. She's pl- she's coming with a knife. And I'm glad she did. I was like so scared. She was just going to go, ah, yeah. <laughs> hands in front of the face, ah, <laughs> and then the end. But no, th- this girl knows what's up. She's like, quickly grabs the pe- broken peacock shard. And she's like, Chick. and she stabs like the shape of where Marcus yeah, should be. Because she disappears, but she's actually still there. And the, the lightning illuminates her form. So she goes, Chick. and then it kills all the witches and the body and then she and then it burns down <laughs> it is a, okay it is extremely tidy okay like the ending of wild at heart yeah where it's just like against all odds everybody rides off <laughs> into the sunset um yeah that's fair you know with a movie like this you almost expect like a kind of a mind bend kind of ending yeah like house really did that ending well yeah she greets her stepmother whatever Mm -hmm. and they're like oh and you see the cat run by and then like they set on fire yeah this movie actually is similar in a lot of ways to the house because i think it's the same release year and was it 77 for house as well i think damn what a good year good year 
and it was a foreign film and it's also about a bunch of girls in a place yeah that's, that's it that's the extent of the connection but it really reminded me of that those are both they're both great horror films one part i like about the ending too is that they had uh they kind of cleared the air so Susie's in a bad girl at the end because um she's like where is everyone where like where are all the students and they're like oh they've gone to see a movie so when Susie burns down the whole place <laughs> it's not like oh she also killed those students that was weird because they're like uh they all went to the movie you just didn't get the memo and i guess the implication <laughs> is that the witches were gonna kill her maybe Th- that's a thing but gone? like they didn't need to be alone before so why do they need to be alone now for that yeah they're just yeah. like oh they all went oh you didn't get the year ticket oh and the housekeeper's like sorry man <laughs> and then she's like hmm, i'll do some investigating and then yeah yeah that that portion of the ending is a bit too tidy yeah but um this is a genuinely affecting film this yes. maggot scene is horrifying maggots are such an easy thing to yes. do but when they just find them in your hair and then you see them crawling yeah. around it's unnerving yucky. yeah it's so yucky yeah, and uh, all the the movie looks great. It's so so much color, so 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 much color. And then even scenes where they have like the the teachers and the students, like the teachers are in black and they're all in color. Uh, it's great. Um, yeah, um, I I liked it, um, but I think the next one is much more effective. Yeah, yeah, I like that one a lot. And for this one, I would give. Yeah, on a good day, like seven bags. Seven bags of yeah. popcorn. Um, uh, it's a good day. I'm gonna give it four to five bags of popcorn. Nice. Yeah. It's just after I seen 2018, it's like yeah, that's what I want more of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, moving on to the 2018, right? Yes, 2018 Suspiria. Brought uh, to you by Jeff Bezos. So I just want to give a shout out to Jeff Bezos and his family. Was that actually like a full Amazon movie? I, well, it was, it's on Prime. It's like a, well, Amazon Studios is the studio, man. It's not Warner. Wait, what? Yeah, I must have missed that in the opening credits. Suspiria. Maybe, oh, maybe your blockbuster copy didn't include that for some strange reason. Maybe. Uh, do they have producers on here? Go to the Wikipedia. Yeah. You're right. Go to distributed. What the hell? Okay, well, good job. But in Italy, it was a video. Maybe that's Amazon Studios uh, Italian (laughs) company. But yeah, good job. Holy shit. Um, Yeah, wow. Uh, I really like this movie. Um, It is like the perfect remake of a movie. Yeah. Where it's not just... Uh, we're gonna do the same thing again it's just they take bits and pieces from the first movie and then make a completely new movie like in Suspiria they have similar names um and setting and themes like I mean and storylines like there's dancing and there's witches but other than that they are completely different movies Uh, I don't do you agree um that they're completely different movies yeah yeah, they're, they're quite different. Like, yeah. I mean, it's not colorful, colorful at all in the second no. one, which I I read on the Wikipedia was meant to be deliberate. Oh, was it? I think it says, unlike the original film, which used exaggerated colors, Guadagnino, 
uh, sorry, Mr. Guadagnino, <laughs> conceived the visuals as winterish and bleak, yeah. absent of primary colors, which isn't necessarily a bad idea because, you know, an easy trapping of the remake is uh, people going, man, this isn't as good as the first one. Yeah. When you try to emulate it a little bit too much. It, it's a very specific style. If they did it, it would seem cheesy and like it would stand like a sore thumb now. And the colors, I, I like those muted colors in this. Yeah. I don't like filters, like really ugly gray and green filters but in this like the movie's very rustic lots of like browns and uh... it's so, the, the palette is subdued yeah like the matrix yes yes yeah you know i, I really like how this movie looks uh, i think it's more horrifying than the original um and it has so much lore which i really like yeah it does it, it's got lore yeah all right here's the thing with this movie yeah it didn't kill me Watch it again. <laughs> Watch it again? I didn't kill you? What, what did... Oh, and, okay. Run another plot quick, and then tell... Okay. It's basically the same as the yeah. first movie. Except and there's then, emphasis on the Berlin Wall, and there's this old guy character. Yeah, and and, this old, they had that old guy character, yeah. Well, who I basically guess, carries the B-plot of this movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, didn't do it for me. Why not? Didn't kill me. Why not? Well, let's look at the notes. Well, <laughs> get them out. Sorry, Lucas. It's going to be one of those episodes, unfortunately. Well, if it happens, it happens. All right, this is the deal, okay? I found the movie dull, okay? Problem number one, it's too long. I got an hour into this movie and nothing happened. Nothing happened? Well, look, we got the, we got the cool scene, quote-unquote cool, where the lady gets turned into a Rubik's Cube. No quote. Didn't do it for me. Like, you're right out the gate. Look, this really highlighted something for me, which is like, I like the A24 style of horror filmmaking, but it kind of wears thin on me now. It is, uh, that's what I was thinking, it's like Hereditary and uh, all that, but... And I, The Witch, or The Vivitch. But this was before that, wasn't it? No. 2018? Oh, uh... It wasn't. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Okay. Well... It's like, the problem with this is that when I saw Hereditary for the first time, that was shocking to me. That was so genuinely scary. That's probably the most genuinely scared I was when I saw a movie. Mm -hmm. It was when I saw Hereditary in theaters, because I hadn't seen a horror movie like that. Yeah. And this movie is like that, and it's not as scary, in my opinion. And I know the kind of, like, desolate vibe that it's going for that's meant to be, you know, like, directly against... Or not necessarily... Like, just opposed to the first film. Mm -hmm. But that's so much of the allure of the first film for me is its vividness, is its vibrancy. Um, the color, it's a well, it's a well shot film. I'll say that. Yeah. There are a couple of strange film choices in this. Now, it has that kind of style of almost dry cinematography where you show shots plainly and you'll show things inconspicuously and hold them for a suspicious amount of time like this. Um, and it's all overall shot pretty well, but then there's like weird decisions. Like I hate that effect they do where it's like, there's like... Where they're just deleting full frames. Like, you know what I mean? Where, Are you talking about at the ending of the movie? Yeah, and they do that, like, a couple times yeah. interspersed in the movie. And, like, I always find that very cheesy when they do that. 
Uh, I think it's not cheesy, but it is like uh, weak for me. It, it especially the ending. It's missing like a f a few too many frames. Yeah, and then then like to have it where like they slowly go back to normal frames mm -hmm. and then they go out again and like it's cool effects, but like it's it's actually kind of immersion breaking for me. I could see that. Uh, okay. Let's talk about Tilda Swinton in this. So good. Okay. Um, this is the problem. Okay. She also plays the old guy. Yeah, isn't that crazy? I that guess. is real. Like, I don't know. I think that's really impressive. It's, it's impressive. But you know what's the most impressive part of that role is mm. the makeup artist. Yeah, the makeup and costuming in this is great too. But she changes her voice and does an accent. I think she does change her voice. Even uh, although in the f in the first scene when the guy speaks, I was like, "Why is his voice so high?" And it's because it's Tilda Swinton. I mean, that's not it's unusually. High. I I honestly have no problem with that. I think it's really good, and she like carries her body differently while she's playing him. I think it's a really good performance. And then she plays Madame Blanc, and that's just Tilda Swinton character. She's like this is the same character I saw her playing Doctor Strange, <laughs> where I mean Tilda Swinton's already alien looking enough that <coughs> it's like kind of unnerving just her being her. Um, and I appreciate that she tr tries to, you know, kind of chew scenery in this, and I guess, like, she's really the big star in this. Um, but what about Dakota Johnson? Okay, and then you have Dakota Johnson, and I guess she's the big star, but this movie r really makes you wonder why. Um, I think she's good in it. I think she's whatever in it. I mean, she's doing all this crazy dancing that she had to learn, all the dancing in this is really impressive. The choreography in it uh, is in... Uh, impressive as well and if yeah. it's all the actors doing it yeah, then yeah kudos to them her hair sucks her hair no it's cool it's they all cool. they it's all kind of have shit. Like, it's what it looks fake as shit i don't think so i think so i mean i've seen people with hair like that i've seen people with hair like that too but that i can tell that that's not dakota johnson's real hair i've never even thought about that until now are you sh that have you fact checked that no, but you can fact check it. I really doubt she dyed her hair and grew it out like that. Because we see her cut it later in the movie. Uh, I they probably don't mention it. I don't... I think that's her real hair. I don't think so, Basha. I know she's a brunette. I see Is she? Shades. Oh, well, she could have dyed it. I don't know. That, uh... Hair parts in the same place? I don't know. I I never thought it was... Maybe. Maybe it's fake. I never thought it looked fake. Have you seen that uh, video with her and Ellen? Yes. <laughs> that one is... That's why Ellen's on her final season. Was that... Which was... I, I get the mix-up. Is that the one where she, like, invited her to something? She's like, why didn't you invite me to your birthday, ha, -ha. Yeah. And she's like, I did. And Ellen's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my publicist. Uh, uh, don't worry, I'll fire the... Jerry, Jerry, where are you? <laughs> yeah, that was, that was funny. That made me respect Dakota Johnson. This Which, performance did, too. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's whatever. Matthew, um, you're killing me here. I'm sorry, man. Like, I don't, I don't know what to say. And, I mean, there's also a bunch of unwelcome additions to this movie, okay? The political angle, why? I like it. I don't. It's just it's just set up in the background. It it has it has it has no major presence in the film. They're not like, whoa, the witches are like, 
the Nazis, man. They don't do like they do. Just, they do make a. There is a line like that. Mm, there I is, don't though. remember a line like that. I, it's just a, a nice division, and it's just a nice to, like just to have it set in this time period, and then you have the B plot with the doctor and his wife is missing, who's Jessica Harper, and I think that's a really tasteful cameo. The only like. That is a tasteful cameo, admittedly. Yeah. And I actually did like that scene where it's like the illusion of the wife and they reunite and yeah. the witches drag him away. Um, but then they, so they add this political background and then like I guess it's supposed to mirror the division between the witches because the difference in this is that in the first one, Marcos was, they all loved her. She was their, she yep. was head honcho. In this yep. one, Madame Blanc, in the beginning we see that they have a vote to decide who's in charge. Mm-hmm. And Marcos gets voted in, and she said, and they note pretty distinctly, um, whoever voted against, I'll hold it not against you. And spoiler alert, they, uh, they, it's held against them later <laughs> on in the film. Uh, <laughs> big time. Big time. Um, so that was cool. And that little angle where Susie and Madame Blanc were like, sort of had a, like a genuine love affair, whether it's motherly or mm-hmm. however other, was also a nice addition and dimension to the film. But yeah, the political stuff doesn't really work. It, I really don't see the purpose. And then there's even like that weird like epilogue where like we have this like, um, it's like straight out of a fucking Spielberg movie. Where, where, like, we have this emotional moment reminiscing about, like, the Holocaust. And then, like, an old man cries. It's like a... It's like, what was that? Uh, I liked that it. That was against the tone of the movie. And then I the movie... So. The rest of the movie is, like, hereditary. And it's like, nightmare, 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 nightmare. And I really like the ending with the, the, the guy and she tells him what happens with his wife. I mean, that whole political aspect, I like it. Like, what is this guy's, like, wife subplot? Like, it, I... Was look this movie's runtime is two minutes and th- or sorry. oh my god it's only two <laughs> minutes and thirty seconds okay it's a super quick movie <laughs> just Dakota Johnson killing them all <laughs> why do we ha- why is this subplot necessary what does that add except letting Tilda Swinton get like a fucking uh, Emmy or something for this role I just I, it's just a good subplot I don't know what to tell you. I mean, it's... and and he's he's the audience. He's the one looking into all this stuff. He's the new Susie in this movie because the new Susie is not Susie from the first movie. Yeah, that's true. It's, and they do go differently. Like the only so re- he he's the guy that's finding this all out because Susie's already found that shit out. The only redeeming quality is that we get to see his cock. Okay. <laughs> um, let's talk about the ending, which I also don't like. Okay, I um. It's weak for me, but I don't hate it. So the ending, like, there's all this weird shit happening predictably, and we've already seen some horrifying stuff. Um, and then the ending of the movie is like, okay, we're going to make Susie the host for Marcos because her yep. body is... She turned the job of the hunt. Dude, that prosthetic is so good. That is a good prosthetic. And, like, I don't know if you noticed, but they have, like, little baby no, hands yeah, growing out of her. It's like, it's oh, like whoa, gross. Whoa, yeah. And she's, like, wearing glasses so you don't even see her eyes. Because eyes are kind of, like, they're the gateway to the soul. So And she's got none. Yeah. Because she's evil. Yeah. Um, so what happens is they're, like, okay, Susie. Uh, so Susie is, like, kind of in a trance. Like, she gets, they all get put into a trance. Yeah, and there's, the like, 20 naked girls dancing with, like, dead, rotting corpses around. Yeah. And then, like... I, I was looking at that and I was like, okay, whatever. It's an Iron Maiden cover. Okay. <laughs> and then, like, 
Then then Marcos and Blanc they have like a little argument because Blanc Madame Blanc I think likes uh, Susie enough not to have her be killed. Cause yeah, she, and she's like, just do it if you want to. Just no one's forcing you. Yeah, and then Marcos is like, you know what? Fuck you. And then she <laughs> does this, and then like her neck splits, and I was like, I okay. like that. That was cool, and some of the kills are cool. There's bad blood effects there. Hmm. Maybe and I I what like it's CGI. The CGI. It's bad, oh. in my opinion, in that scene. Um, so she splits her head and then she's like, I'm going to take you. But then, um, then you find out that it like the real mother Suspirium comes back. Yes. Yeah. Because there's a three mothers like Tenenbrom, Suspiriorum and Lacrinum or something. Yeah. 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 Um, and these, and they say like pre-God, pre-Devil, these are like original sin type of deal. Yeah. Um, and I guess like they're... They were kind of arguing over who was Suspirium, but then, like, this, the real one just enters Susie. Yeah, because what, she says, like, so uh, who made you a mother to Mother Marcus? And yeah. then she's like, uh, Suspiriorum did. And she's like, well, I'm her, so... So, I didn't, I didn't remember doing that. <laughs> so then she's like, uh, yeah, Marcos, you're dead. And Blows up her head. Deaded. Just like this. And then um, she goes to every... And then it's like flashing back to everyone who voted Marcos. Yeah. Dead, 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 dead. <laughs> okay, 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 that's fine. They get blowed. They all get blowed up. Yeah. Um, and then they get the guy in the basement. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? No. The black creature. Oh, Yeah. So that's like the equivalent of the black creature in the first one. But you know what's cool about that one? We didn't see him, really. Yeah. And then this one we see him, and it's like... He looks like... I, I, there's like... He looks distinctly like some horror type. Like, I feel like he kind of reminds me of some guy from Sinister or something. But he's like this dark figure. He's got claws and talons, and he's got like this weird mask face... I guess he's supposed to be death or whatever. And then he comes up out of the cellar. And then he also starts kissing people to death. Well, who are, you, are you talking about? Death? That? No. Go back, go back. Go back. More, 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 more. Like this? Yeah, this guy. I, oh, is that who it's supposed to be? That the creature from the first one? Well, that's what I thought because this is just because like he's this weird hairy black creature. I thought that was supposed to be like Suspiriorum. Oh, I didn't see it like that because I thought she is now Suspiriorum. Maybe that's Suspiriorum's will or whatever yeah. manifesting. But I guess that's what that was in the first movie too because it's just their agent. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, he comes like he looks decent, but like. It at this point in the climax where there's everything they literally color the screen red, mm -hmm. and it's like a, a kind of a nice directorial choice after having that bleak winterish palette the rest of the time. But then like everyone's like dancing stupidly and naked, and people are getting blown up, and it, it's a little silly. I'm gonna be honest, it's a little silly. I don't know. It works for me. She opens up her chest here. That doesn't look that good. Uh, it could be the lighting, but then, like, opens up her chest, you see her beating heart. I mean, yeah. That's a cool throwback to the first one, I guess, yeah. when there was also that beating heart. 
And then, yeah, and then Patricia and they're like, ah, just kill me, and then they just quietly die. Yeah, because there's some girls in this movie who get, like, killed off. And you think, like, they actually just get killed off. But no, they've been, like... They they killed them, but then also kept them alive. And they can like they can like restore people like, yeah. instantly. So they just take people for their purposes, which is this big human sacrifice thing. Yeah, I don't know why are the frames like why is what is this? Why do you do? You I don't know. Just, frames there, buddy. I don't know. It doesn't bother me that much. It didn't ruin it for me. It just more so what ruined it for me was that they don't build that up that well. That she's superiorum. They, they don't. They, they kind of build it up because, like, they do flashbacks of the mom where the mom's like, she's my, like, only sin. And, like, it's shown her, like, it shows that when she was a kid, she would draw maps to go to Berlin because there's something calling her there. And she said, like, she would break rules and stuff. But I needed to see, like, scene of her, like, as a kid, like, killing insects or something or doing yeah. a little magic or... Yeah, but yeah, they don't they don't build up that well. She's just like a nice Ohio girl, and then who's good at dancing, and then yeah, she's superior. Yeah, that 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 was the weakest part for me. I think aesthetically, it's all uh, pretty good. And uh, like yeah, the uh, going back to it, and then costuming, and this is great. They do like this big dance choreography where they're all wearing like red ropes and stuff and Dakota yeah. Johnson is in like white paint. That was cool. Like all of this like and it was a nice update and it really works with the movie that's like in the first one it's just ballet. Yeah, and, and you just see them dancing for like two minutes in the whole movie. And then in this one it's like modernist like interpretive dance yeah. where it's like it looks strange. Yes. And it's like you know then they show like somebody convulsing underneath the floor and like it works especially when you're talking about the supernatural like mm -hmm. you get that sense of possession without even having to have the demons or whatever there. yeah so that kind of works and like this is a movie that's like pretty competently made it's just like i don't i won't i'll watch the original suspiria i won't watch this again really I don't think... I'll watch it again because you told me to. <laughs> and I'll give it another chance, but I don't know. It was disappointing. I did watch these back-to-back. -back. Me too. And, and when I watched them back-to-back, -back, those were my first times watching Yeah, them. true. I... Uh, yeah. It's, uh... Maybe it was too drastic of a change for it. Or maybe you're, you're right in this movie. Isn't, uh, or not you're right, but... It's just not for me. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I wanted to like it, and... You know, I think it could really resonate with people. And it, you know what? It is pretty scary, honestly. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it just, uh, it's just, uh, it ain't. Yeah, it's, it, I think it's more scarier than the, the first movie. I think it's way more effective. Um, and just, like, this feminist sort of vibe in the movie I really like. Um, yeah. They kind of had that in the first movie. Not yeah. really, though. Like, the male characters in it were, like, servants and stuff. But they were male um, dancers in that movie and this it's all female there's like a big there's like a bigger emphasis and not like you know like a not like an SJW way there's no yeah. there's there's no Avengers uh, girl team up moment <laughs> where they all have to punch a guy or something <laughs> no it's pretty subtle they're just themes of motherhood yeah and femininity in it that uh, pretty well done yeah yeah and uh, oh, what was I gonna say I don't know. I like the the movies uh, put into acts, like a yeah. like a dance would be. That was nice. I liked how uh, going through each act, like the screen border would creep up a little more and yeah. more every time. 
there's just there's good technical stuff like that for sure but like i don't know I could just and the ending so nice where she goes to that old guy and he just or uh, it's uh, Tilda Swinton and she's just like weeping, yeah. Like that that's so good and she's talking like about how his wife died in a concentration camp or whatever. Yeah, like a word like a Nazi camp or something. Yeah. Yeah, and she died thinking of him and just he's just oh my god pouring it out there, it's so good. Um, yeah, um, and. Much, I think I already said that, more horrifying than the uh, the original one. There's like, they're, they're much more powerful in this, and their their presence is known. Like, that that girl at the beginning, um, not Olga, what was the second one, Patricia? No, no, Olga. Oh, Olga's like, you guys are fucked. Like, you guys killed Patricia. I'm out of here. And, like, she's trying to leave, and then she, like, gets sick, and then... Like, she starts hearing voices like, come here, come here. And, like, she's just in a trance and just does what the, is told. And then she walks into this all-glass room. And then the trance stops. And she's like, no, just let me out. <laughs> she's like, oh, shit, here we go again. And then um, Madame or Mrs. Blanc uh, touches Dakota Johnson's feet or Susie's feet and hands. And you see, like, that sh- glimmering effect. And then she does her dance. And then they get a... I guess uh, Olga was played by a contortionist or something, because I don't think that was uh, special effects. Yeah, that that might be the case. I thought it was weird that Olga looked like she was a lot older than the yes. rest of the students. Like, yeah, she was twenty. She like she kind of looked like she, like her face was like forty. Yes, and then she was like looked like a twenty year old. Otherwise, I was like, I don't, I don't know, what I don't know. Yeah, that Maybe she just, was a contortionist and they hired her. That makes sense. Yeah, because I was looking at it like they had sound effects and they make it all slow so it looks like she's breaking bones. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I think a human could do that. She was just like, yeah, a contortionist have done things like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, they can put their hand behind their back. They can tickle their <laughs> uvula. <laughs> but, yeah, what else? Soundtracking this by Tom York I think is really good. They have, like, two songs, I guess, yeah. where it's his vocals. Um, I mean, it suits the mood of the film fine. I didn't really notice it much, aside from those two specific uh, spiels. The sound design is also good in this as well, which is just a good thing about the Suspiria franchise, I guess. Yeah. I, I think the Goblin soundtrack may be better. I'll definitely... Yeah. If I see that, I'll buy it. I don't know if I'll yeah. buy this uh, this soundtrack, but I do like the soundtrack in this. Uh, costuming makeup's good, horror's good. I like the story. The A and B plot work well, and then it gets to a nice finish where uh, Susie comes and talks to the uh, old man and just like, hey, here's what happened. I'm going to take away that memory, though. Yeah. And you can live with the guilt. Yeah. <laughs> Just a classic, you know. It's just play, you know. It's chill. It's Verda. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Everything just works for me. How many bags? Nine bags. That's heavy, man. <laughs> That's a lot of bags of popcorn. I like this movie. I think it's really, really good. I respect that. I'm gonna give it two out of five bags. Two? Two out of five. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah. They can't all be winners. Is this my last show? time will tell alright guys I'll see you in the next life Um, don't worry it's in my contract Luke has to have me back next episode we already worked this out uh, beforehand (laughs) we had a little prenup 
Uh, so don't worry, he, he can't do anything. If, if I'm not on the next show, something has happened to me and I'm going <laughs> to talk to the authorities. Well, let's leave the mood before the end of the show. Um, how's TP doing for you? TP? Not toilet paper. I like Charmin. Oh, it's good. Yeah, It's quite good. Well, I only saw like a couple more episodes since the last time we talked about it. Did we talk about it? On the show? Yeah. Um, we must have mentioned it. Oh. Well, how are the last couple of episodes? Uh, quite good. Yeah. It's a great show. Uh, I need to watch more. More. And then I'm, I go to watch Firewalks Me, and then I go to watch season three. Well, like, like you said, in a very Lynchian story, you watched Firewalk With Me already. <laughs> I did. and So I don't need to watch it, I guess, because I already know it sucks. You had a dream. That I had a dream that it. I watched it. Kind of meta. That was kind of Lynchian. Of my subconscious. Kind of weird. And it was a comedy movie. Yeah. And it wasn't a very good one. <laughs> so I'm going to leave that lynching stuff to lynch from now on. Any predictions? For the show? Yeah. Um. Mm, no. I know it's just... I know eventually at some point it's going to devolve into just like... Just surrealist like nightmare feel. Like, <laughs> like there's nothing discernible happening right now. I know this is going to happen at some point. We're not near that point, though, I think. Um, I don't know. Lynch is just... He throws curveballs. Lucy just gets this fucking suitor out of nowhere who's, like... Dick? He's just, like... He's, like... (laughs) He's, like, a a fucking... He's out of a 50s movie. And he's just, like, so classically handsome. And he smokes a pipe. And I'm, like, that's so... Like, of course Lynch pulls this guy out. (laughs) And just here he is, part of the crew. That's that's what I like. That's what I love about the show. I can't wait to keep watching. Yeah, and that's like such a funny subplot. The who's the father subplot? It has to be him. Is it? Oh, it might be Andy. Oh shit! It's okay because um, they they interest. It, I know that Twin Peaks is a soap opera. And yeah. The easy drama is who's the baby daddy? Yes. Do you remember at your party uh, the spoiler Jeremy told you? You know what? You guys mentioned it, and I tried to think about it. It's one of those things where I think if I watch the show, I'm going to remember it. Okay. And then like I'm going to be like, oh yeah, that guy does that thing, or that guy dies. Mm-hmm. But as of right now, I was not coherent enough to remember. Okay. That's good. It wasn't a big one, but it was still like a spoiler. <laughs> I know. I, was just, I remember trolling Jeremy going, no, how did you do this to me? <laughs> As if, like, you're watching a Lynch for the 1400 plot to what he's gonna put in it. Alright, that's a quadruple episode. Hopefully, it was somewhat entertaining. So, we'll be taking a month break because we just did four episodes in one. <laughs> no, uh, we'll be back next week. And it's Matt's. Well, it's your birthday week. So, you can, you can choose the next movie. That we do. Well, okay, I have... I'll give you... T- I'll present two options for you. And then you can choose out of the two. And then I choose? Yeah, because it's your choice. Okay. But one of them needs setup. Okay. I was I was thinking we do... I want to do the Warriors. Mm-hmm. And I also want to do trivia again. Okay. We need to do trivia part two because we promised it. Yeah. And, yeah, it's going to happen. If we can do... It, here's what we'll do. If we can set it up logistically next week... Let's do it. If trivia? We, yeah. If we can't, then we'll do Warriors and then save trivia for later. Uh, I think we can. You think we can? Yeah. Okay. 
then it shall be done. Okay, trivia. Uh, what sort of trivia do you want to do? We can do like the same format. I just wanted a sequel to the rematch episode. Well, is there like, do you want it to be like movies, a specific genre of movies, TV, music? <sighs> I can't even, I, can't, I, I barely remember what we did last time. Uh, we did like, just. We did, like, we had like that list of like, <laughs> we just went on like a movie trivia list yeah. and we were just reading them and then we just cut the crappy questions. Yeah. Yeah, we can do that again, fuck it. Yeah, okay. Find another list. We can add a couple dimensions to it though, maybe somehow. Sure. We'll figure something. We'll hash something out. All right, we can do that. Uh, we'll see if Greg responds. He hasn't responded yet? Nope. Should I message him on Twitter? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this interview with Greg Sestero, yeah, it's not no, looking good. No, don't say it. Don't say <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, it's looking really good. Like, uh, hope to be up later this year. Okay, I'll message him on Twitter real fast. Open up the Pokemon TCG drops. Instagram page. Alright, I'm quadruple texting him. That's fitting. Quadruple uh, episode. Respond to me. Like, why would he just be like, yeah, I'll do that. And then not follow up. Like, are you serious? Maybe he's just like a people pleaser like that, you know? It's well, No, it's a people pisser offer. Because <laughs> then I'm pissed. Because well, we're not doing the interview. <laughs> Look, Greg, we love you, buddy. Please be on the show. I'm begging you. I'm begging. That's a that's a good meme. Yeah, good meme. That like realistically, that's brawl. That I saw that meme earlier, and it was brawl. So this person probably just ripped that meme yeah. off. Like if they're trying to do like a this is better than this. Yeah. Then okay, but we don't even know if that movie is gonna be good. We're looking at a Buzz Lightyear meme. I'm gonna describe the meme. Um. Oh, so, the meme is um. It's Buzz Lightyear from Toy Story, and he smashed Ultimate, and and then it's Buzz Lightyear from the new trailer Lightyear, starring Chris Evans, and it's Super Smash Brothers Melee, and the implication being Melee is a lot better, or at least a lot more mature. This is a poorly thought out meme, to be honest, but what can we expect from a Mr. Jazzpreet Singh of Melee, huh? Mm. Um, yeah, this new Lightyear movie... Luke said it looked good. So we're going to go watch it and review it. That review's coming summer 2022, I promise. Um, lastly, I want to thank God um, for getting me through everything. I want to thank my family. Um, <laughs> I want to thank everyone at the Academy. The Academy. And, um, yeah, that's about it. I'd like to thank Caitlin, too. Uh, she's really the rock um, and the glue that holds cop together. So. That and the cop Twitter. Yeah, uh, whoever's running that, um, I couldn't find wake it. up. I looked for it. I went on Google and I searched it up and I couldn't find it. And then I went on Twitter and I searched it up and I couldn't find it. Well, conveniently somehow, um, the login credentials were lost. <laughs> How that somehow, They were lost in the mail. Yeah, Palpatine got lost. <laughs> and somehow the login info was <laughs> lost. Oh, man. That's one of... Careful with that. Hey, that's the Olive Garden box right there. I know I'm picking what I want. It, like, okay. 
Man, there's one... I like opening packs. That was really fun, and I'll probably do it for another set. But it's crazy how wasteful it is. Oh, with all the plastic? All yeah. the plastic, and then these are all trash. I'm not keeping these cards. I've no, I, Like, because they're doubles? They're a millionals. This is what? The angel at the end of... Oh, yeah, the production uh, Eva's. He's looking kind of... Palkia is kind of angel-esque. His eyes, the, there's some. There's nothing in them. Yo, they had a Luna card. <laughs> the, that's that's the evolution after Luna. That's um, what Luna's going to become. I hope so. That's sick. <laughs> yeah, uh, Gabe is going to buy some cards off me, apparently. Um, at the, I, I, I I'm heard, taking this. Some you can have that. Actually? Yeah, I, I like that Mew. It's a cute card. I mean, Celebrations is nice. I uh, It could be so Kino, though, if they tried just a little harder. Because Celebrations is at its best when you're getting, like, the classic cards. Or, actually, the best is the promos. Because they're taking new Pokemon and doing them in art styles of old gimmicks. And I think that's really cool. And that should have just been the whole set, in my opinion. But if they make all the cards good, then you're not going to buy more. Uh, they're always gonna make be new art to to get, you know. I guess. But like, it just the oh, I don't want to get them. It's too much of a hassle. But the promos are good. Anyways, that's the end of the episode. Uh, oh, the clef, the kind of big boys are in this stack. Flying Pikachu V Max. This? Yeah. Suspiria. Oh, I thought you were watching Fifty Shades. Was there only one of these? Because <laughs> Dakota Johnson yeah. was in it. Yeah. Don't don't worry. Well, that's coming soon. The review. There was only one of these. Oh, yeah, sure. I'll get another problem. <laughs>